Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I'm so excited to have my guest on. He is a friend since I was a child. We were we were schoolboys together. We were homies from way back. My brother, Nick Onken, he is a world-renowned photographer, host of Neon Radio Podcast, and a creative entrepreneur devoted to inspiring the world to create their moments. Nick has photographed personalities such as Justin Bieber, Tom Hanks, and Jessica Alba. He's been featured in Fast Company, Huffington Post, and MTV. He's traveled to over 60 countries and seven continents, and he's the author of the travel photography book, Photo Trekking. He has photographed global campaigns and international brands such as Nike, Coca-Cola, and Adidas. He's been in magazines such as Cosmopolitan and Marie Claire, and for those of you who like the celebrity flair, he's also interviewed on his podcast people like Usher, Scooter Braun, and Donna Karen, and many, many more. And one thing I don't want to forget to mention, he's also a photographer for the charity Pencils of Promise because he believes that education is the root problem solver of our world. And with that introduction, Nick, my brother, thanks for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. Well, thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. Yeah, <laughs> bringing it hot, <laughs> bringing it hot. So, you know, the beautiful thing about how you and I got reconnected is, I, I'll just share. One day, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see your name pop up uh, from someone that I met uh, at this emotional intelligence training I went to, and I'm like, wait how does he know Nick? And then here are the worlds kind of come back together and you have been on quite a journey since where we first grew up together. Uh, give people uh, just a taste of your story and, and coming from the Pacific Northwest and where you are now. Wow. The PN dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy hailing from the rainy city of Seattle, which is a big reason why I couldn't be there any longer is I think, you know, as, as, as I became a photographer that I am loving shooting on locations, rain doesn't make it easy. So especially with Pete, like working with people all the time, you know, you have to end up canceling shoots and, and lots of things like that. But yeah, I really grew up in, in uh, just north of Seattle. Uh, grew up in the same area, uh, like Waffle, right. Everett, you know, like the suburbs of, of that city. And uh, yeah, I was, I was there. And then I, I did I AP art in high school, mm. did art classes. So I was always, always doing art as a kid and drawing and painting. And then um, you know, I, I became, I went to college, Shoreline Community College, you know that one. Shout out. <laughs> uh, shout out to the community college, which is basically an extension of high school. It's basically. <laughs> That's right. I um, went to Everett Community. I know it well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, community college and I went to school for graphic design, did that. Um, and I, w I did graphic design for about five years. Um, and, and and then kind of discovered photography through uh, just picking up a digital camera and shooting stuff for my design work. And, you know, it was, a, you know, back in the day when digital was just starting to like get good enough to take pictures to utilize in graphic design on the computer and that kind of thing. And so that's where I got my start in photography. 
And I just kind of started shooting for fun. And then I ended up, you know, convincing this nonprofit design client of mine who we both know, uh, the yeah. four square. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, to put the expenses on a trip to Africa and build them a photo library. And it was an amazing trip. I mean, like it was life changing in a couple, couple of different ways. I mean, it opened my, my eyes to the world of photography and doing that as a career, but it also opened my eyes to the developing world and really seeing how other people live and experiencing that firsthand. Um, I've never experienced a developing world before. And it's, it's, if you have an experience, it, it's something that will change you forever. Um, especially if you let it, you allow yourself to be open to it. Um, and then after that, I really, that's kind of what set me on the path to doing photography. And I just started, I started shooting more. I started uh, talking to a friend who was a photographer or a client actually, and just pounding him with questions. And eventually I started hanging out with him and working with him. And then that's kind of how I got started. Mm. And then it was just, you know, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And so I kept pushing after it, pushing after it pretty soon. One of my first gigs was Nike and that came out of nowhere through actually, uh, do you remember Brian Vota? Yeah. 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 So he was working with an ad agency in New York called RGA and they just needed a photographer and a pinch and they called me and that was, so I got that. I was shooting like these pro sports players. I had no idea who they were like Albert Pujols and Brian yeah. Erlocker. And I was like, I was like writing these names down so I could Google them later when they called. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it ended up being a really great job. I made the most money I'd ever made in my life and uh, at, to that point and, you know, took that, moved to Paris for half a year and just wanted to live in another country for a while. But, mm. uh, and then I moved to LA after that for three years and then moved to New York, um, which has been, uh, I love New York. There's, there's so many things that, first of all, I'm honored to have you on. I want you to know that. And, and you know, I've told you many times off, off this interview how much I'm thankful for you. And, and uh, it's been a real blessing to reconnect. I think there's one of the things I wanted to ask you is you are, I think, what are you born in 80 or 79? 78. 78. Okay. So, I mean, this is, this is relevant for you are because you embody creativity, you are creative, you're in the creative space, you're a thought leader in the creative space. And also, I think it's interesting, I want to hear your thoughts. You're also a bridge in the creative space. You're kind of like the forefront of creative and this bridge to traditional old world creative where it was actually the photo lab and actually you know, the old school design layouts before digital in art. And um, what is, how have you seen that evolution of just the ability to be creative, turn into the digital world, make it more accessible for people? And then second to that, do you feel like you are that bridge? And do you feel that you kind of embody and have that, not responsibility, but that mantle that you carry? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you might have to like explain that second question a little bit more, but in answer to your first question, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen almost two revolutions of the digital world, you know, primarily in photography, but you see it across every creative industry. Uh, but the first 
one was the one that I was a part of. And I, it was like, I got in, I started in digital, you know, I, I shot film in high school and college, but it wasn't that much. It was just here and there. It was a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then once digital technology got good enough to like shoot, you know, it was still terrible, like compared to like the technology today, um, you know, but it was still usable within like a graphic design sense. Um, and that was the first kind of revolution in, in, in terms of accessibility, you know, and all the film guys that were shooting, you know, they were having a hard time, you know, adapting to the, uh, that revolution. And then once that became more of the standard, then the internet revolution, the, the Instagram revolution came into play and that's changed it all completely. And, um, and total in a different sense uh now because it's so much a lot of it's more about like the channel of uh of marketing versus the actual craft you know the crafts kind of like fall into the wayside to a certain extent because companies are just like needing to produce so much more content do you think and that i think relates to the second question do you think that the craft even though it's taking a back seat because the amount of content that's needed to be released is so important but do you think the craft will never go away or will there be a resurgence of that craft because you are i i look at you as a bridge to you know there's there's photographers now that just know digital they don't understand the film they don't understand the the world before it it existed as it is right so do you think that craftsmanship will be brought back into the forefront um i mean i think there's still craftsmanship you know that'll always exist and um I think, you know, it's just a different level of play. Like I just, I was just shooting film with a buddy of mine. He just actually was sending me the uh, hmm. scans from it. And it's cool to see, you know, it's so awesome to go back and shoot film because it, it makes you think in a different way um, hmm. because you're not seeing the results right there. You're just, you know, and it's funny because I'll shoot film and then I'll take a photo and then I'll look at the back of the camera and I'm like, oh wait, can't do that. <laughs> um, so, but what I love about it is, is there is a different craft to it. There's a different, you know, it's a range finder. The, my 35 millimeters is a range finder. So you, when you're looking through like the eye hole, you're not even seeing 100% of what you're going to get in the frame. So there's mm. still like this artistic mystery to it um, a little bit, which I love. And, you know, I think, and then there's also the artist, artist, artistic sense of, you know, what you're putting into the frame and creating new things with that. So I think that'll always be there. Hmm. Um, I think when you're talking on a commercial sense of, you know, what companies are using to brand and to market, uh, that is, you know, I think it's a little bit more diluted these Hmm. days. Got it. So I think, um, you know, you the journey you're on and I, I will get into, you know, your personal side. Cause I think the personal development that you've been on is, is amazing and certainly been inspiring for me, but continuing down your professional path. At what point did you, because I know, you know, I, I know your image now, the hat, the style, the flair, the, just the beauty that you embody. And that, that was an evolution. I'm sure like in comfort expression, when did you start feeling free enough to express your creativity as the way you, you show up in the world? You know, I've always felt like, I mean, as far as like the way I dress and, you know, it's, it's gotten a lot more refined in the last couple of years. 
but I think, you know, I've always just kind of done things a little bit differently. Um, and to me, it's about style. It's not about fashion. I don't really care about fashion, to be honest. It's, um, you know, keeping up with the latest trends, spending a kajillion dollars on, on clothes, just never been my thing. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to, you know, for me, I'd, I buy, you know, I'll spend more on less pieces. Um, and, mm. you know, dressing well inspires me, you know, just inspires yeah. the way that I live. And, you know, I guess maybe part of it is because I think photographically. So especially now with like Instagram and I'll, I'm getting a lot, you know, I'm almost doing a lot more personal branding of myself. Um, so I'm getting, I'm doing photos of myself. So now I'm thinking, okay, would this look good on film? Huh, or would cool. this look good in photographs? And uh, so I have kind of have that in my mind as I'm, I'm dressing, if you will, but are picking out clothes here and there. But at the same time, I don't put too much thought into it at the same time. Well, I dig what you, you're putting out there. It's awesome. Thanks. I mean, the hats, I've been a hat. I've ever the seen hats them. are awesome. Thanks, man. I've been, I've been making them. I, um, it's been a, it's kind of a hobby turned into like, you know, as people are starting to ask for them. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to set out to be a, a milliner. I just think like, it's, it's fun to do from time to time. And if, hmm. if there's certain celebrities that want one, maybe I'll, I'll make them for them. And, cool. uh, you know, high paying clients if if that's the if that's the case you know i, I even had a, i started an instagram for it because like i had to there was somebody that might it was almost i was almost gonna make some make one for somebody on the for the grammys and then it like didn't happen um but i was like oh, i need a landing play, place at least so <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and you you did a video on your instagram page probably a couple months ago where you documented making one of your hats do you remember yeah. that was cool? Yeah. I mean, I do, I, I like to document the process of a lot of different things that I do. So, um, so, so yeah, like I, um, I'll do videos. I like lighting them on fire, which is kind of fun. So, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'll light them on fire. I'll do different things, uh, like, find different fabrics and different like things when I'm traveling. Like I've got, this one's got a piece of selenite on it that is from New Mexico, from Santa Fe. Wow. Um, so that's cool. Being a photographer and you know, you, you opened this talking about being in a developing world, developing country, third world, seeing that and being a photographer, you've gotten to see the world from, yeah. The upper echelons of society and the greatest wealth in the world to people that are just trying to figure out where their clean water is coming from. Right. How has that made an impact on you personally? Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's shifted my perspective. You know, that first Africa trip was something that, you know, rocked my world. And I think, you know, continuing to, you know, working with Pencils of Promise has kind of continued to drop me into those cultures mm. um and for me i think you know experiencing it and keep repeat experiencing just makes me grateful for everything that i have here and it just you know i think it, it's humbling in a way um to see people you know to see people that don't have anything yet they're happy running around they're you know they don't they don't need much, right? Like at the end of the day, we don't need much. We just, you know, 
our egotistical world, our ego world just thinks that we need to like fill our lives with stuff. And, Mm. uh, you know, part of it, I still enjoy stuff, but you know, it's not as I, I, doesn't have as much gravity as, as it used to, um, after experiencing these places. What about when you're working with, with celebrities that are just purely ego driven and they just are not in the space of authenticity? Is that difficult for you or do you feel more compassion when you're working with them? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the thing is, is like, if you're on the spiritual journey or an awakening journey or whatever it is, like people are always, people are all going to be, have their own at their time. Right. It's it's up to us to like kind of just move with it and create Mm -hmm. as much impact as we can, but not judge people for it. You know, obviously it is kind of hard to work with people that are like living so far in ego and it's all about them and they're like divas and, um, you know, that does get difficult to work with. Um, but somehow you just got to like figure out how to deal with it and how to still create while, um, you know, managing that. And I'm still figuring that out. Hmm. Who or what type of like what makes the ideal client for you when you're working with them? Um the ideal client is somebody who sees the value in the investment that they're making, hmm. who loves my style and my creativity and the way that I work. And and then somebody, you know, I guess if we're speaking on the personal branding sense, you know, somebody who's gonna come and jump in and put all of their, you know, because it's a two way, it's not just me. It's like the other person that the client as well, like they've got to jump in and be energetic outgoing and, you know, accept themselves for who they are. Hmm. Um, and really like put their all into it because that's what shows up on the pictures. You know, I can push somebody, uh, as much as I can, but the more somebody that person brings who they are to, the shoot into the camera and even before prepping and in the, in the moment, the more that shines through. So, so those are the types of people brands, you know, I love working with brands, you know, I think anybody that resonates with what I, the art that I create, you know, cause that's the biggest synergy. And when somebody loves what you do um, stylistically and artistically, then they, um, that just creates a really great synergy. Hmm. How have you seen your your professional development grow as you have done this personal journey? Um, my personal development. Well, just how have you seen your your creative work become better? Have you become a better creative as you've gone down a personal personal path of growth? Yeah, I mean, I think what the stuff that I'm like interested in has become deeper, right? Like, I think starting the podcast was has been a creative journey for me, a creative endeavor, I should say, and that was birthed through personal development work. That was birthed through the emotional intelligence and leadership training. Um, that I found, uh, you know, like a curiosity of a different perspective. So that showed up in in the my creative direction. And even now, like I love thing, I love photographing people, you know, with stories and, and telling more stories around them. Uh, whereas, you know, it used to be like hot models running around jump, you know, which was yeah. great. And it's, I mean, I'm not, not complaining about that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I think the more, you know, I'm, it's, I've been more interested in people's stories and depths and mindsets and 
how people live life and, and things like that. So one of the things that for everyone listening, Nick and I went through an emotional intelligence training that is very similar. In fact, the one I went to was an offshoot of the one that he went through. And for me, I know it radically, radically changed my life. I mean, if there was ever a term born again experience, I had that when I went through. What was it like for you for the first time going through that emotional intelligence training? Like, I mean, was- it, it rocked my world. Like it's probably, mm-hmm. it was probably one of the most life-changing things that I've gone through. And just like, I think really it was the tip of the iceberg too, because it was, um, you know, this whole introduction to like a life of living in possibility and, and the idea that we had, like even thinking about the thoughts that we think, right? Like it's, it's so interesting to be able to have an awareness that to what, to realize that you are not your thoughts, first of all, and to not believe the negative thoughts that come across your, your mind all day long, right? Is it like a hundred thousand thoughts a day? And like, 80% are negative, right? Negative. Right. And, and, you know, obviously like we have subconscious loops, which is a lot of stuff that I've learned after the fact. And a lot of things are subconscious so that it's like harder to break. It's harder to shift. It's harder to change, but learning and understanding these concepts is such a game changer. It's such a life changing experience because uh, you really can take more control and create the life that you want. Um, you know, and that's kind of like how create your moments came about is that you know we all have the power to choose to create our life by creating every small moment and it you know every moment we have there's there's a choice we can you know we can't choose our circumstances but we can choose how we react or how we come out of those circumstances and the people that choose that rise above right like look at look at oprah for instance i mean she grew up in the projects and jay-z grew up in the projects and all these people yep they had dire, um, terrible circumstances. I just read this guy, you know, David Goggins. Oh yeah. I, that is one of the best books of all that. Yes. That guy is one crazy mofo like, <laughs> mother, like his, oh, his life growing up and you know, he got beat as a kid and yes. so yep. many different things. We all have our own life hardships, whatever they are. Some are yep. harder than others, but we all have, you know, that's kind of what the emotional intelligence stuff I learned uh, is that like we, no matter who we are, we have it, we have our things and it's learning how to get past them, learning what the root of that, that is, you know, where most of the times it comes from our parents, yep. you know, re- regardless of, um, you know, how, what their consciousness level was, you know, they, they did the best that they could with whatever they had. And we walked away with the trauma or whatever it was from that and so we have to learn how to unlearn that trauma essentially yeah it's like we spend like it was like 70 percent of our life unlearning the 30 percent that we learned growing up or something i don't remember the stats but something like that right we spent all our life unlearning everything we learned growing up when what a gift though that when we do unlearn it and can pass that on in a healthy way it, it really changes generations. I mean, my children I know are healthy and they will never, ever, ever experience the shame and the the fear and the confusion and the the pain. And so it's a lot of work to unlearn it, but what an amazing gift to unlearn all that trauma. Yeah. 
know? yeah it's i mean it but that takes work as well like i just did a podcast on like five tools that develop your inner world yes and i mean that's like the thing that i've been going through especially the last couple years um but you know it's it's really really you got to do the inner work to really get through it and if you don't then that has ramifications on your relationships yep. you know your significant other and you know learning how to deal with other people's triggers and not only your own triggers and why are you getting triggered and all these uh, triggers you know things that set you off emotionally because of tra past trauma past past stories and right. um, those create a reaction within you that can be damaging to other the people around you and so you've got to get a handle on your own shit yep. if you yep. yeah exactly yeah uh, no you, you can right. say shit on the spot <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, no that's good i um i was talking to a friend last night and i said how much longer are you willing to live not facing your past like are you tired of not remembering your past and not knowing like he this this friend of mine doesn't even have can't even remember like a conversation we had in the past because he's been so disconnected and disassociated as a survival mechanism but now that he's not in that scenario anymore and he's still trying to operate in the world that is affecting his relationships it's affecting his ability to be free in himself. So it's, totally. yeah, I like go back into that. The depth of darkness is where I think we can find the brightest light. The depth, I mean, the ugliest, most gnarly, scary, traumatic, fearful absence of any love is where we can find the greatest love, the greatest hope, the brightest yeah. light in that, you know? Yeah. And you got to dig and do the work yourself. Like yes. nobody else is going to do the work for you. I was just talking to a buddy of mine um you know and he's in this relationship where there's his significant other uh has like there's a lot of past trauma that she's bringing into the relationship which is damaging right like yes. and yes you know and he's like i can't i can't make her happy she's got to do that herself like yeah um you know yeah. she's got to do the inner work and i mean just as well as i you know i've got to do the inner work on my end to, right uh, to bring bring it to the relationship um you can't you have to do that work yourself yeah you have to go there there's no shortcut there's no shortcut absolutely for i i loved your uh latest podcast uh the five steps um that you talked about creativity can you walk through walk through those or give a kind of summary well, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it was the five tools to uh, develop your inner world, which I, you know, obviously leads to creativity in general. And, and I think it, you know, creativity starts from the act and the, the choice to create your own life mm. and to actively choose to create and make art. Right. So um, for me, the inner world this last year has been the biggest kind of deep dive myself. Right. So the first, the first one I did was talked about was Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Um, Becoming Supernatural has been like my favorite book uh, of the you have, year. You have me listening to it. I listened to it. I'm almost done with it. You oh, so good. Best. I yeah. listened to it three times and then I took his online course. Wow. And it just like brings like the science behind woo-woo like in a certain sense and like help me to really understand like the science around energy and healing your body with your mind and then manifesting 
you're in attracting what you, the things that you want in your life. And that takes, you know, getting your emotions balanced and, and check and all that stuff. And, um, he does a, he brings a lot of the research behind it. You know, Joe Dispenza, basically he was a chiropractor and triathlete. He was doing a triathlon, got hit by a, uh, a bronco on his bike got thrown off his bike broke six vertebrae supposed to have surgery and he would never walk again and he basically opted out of the surgery and said that he was going to heal himself with his mind mm. uh, because he you know he knew enough about the spine and had this theory uh, from some of the other work he was doing and he's like if i can do this i will dedicate the rest of my life to researching understanding and sharing with other people how to do it so that's where he started didn't he and say something like the power to heal the mind is the power to, he or something, he had this like mantra, like the power, or so it's something about like the same power that can do this can heal my body or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like the same power that, of the mind can heal the body. Yeah. That can do so many different things because your body basically has all the things that it needs to heal itself. Yeah. You just have to bring the right thought process into it because you know, your thoughts create your reality and create your basically your thoughts trigger emotions within your body. And those emotions either put out, if you're in, in a high vibrational emotions, they put out healing chemicals. And if you're in low vibration emotions like anger, you know, resentment, judgment, those are all stress, right? That stress releases acid and neuropeptides into your body, right. which create, uh, cancer and and really kill you essentially so right. you got to do the work to get rid of that stuff and that's you know a lot of understanding came from reading that book hmm. have you seen the documentary healed uh yeah we just watched that actually the other night gosh it's so good it's it so really good. good yeah and I, I mean i love i'm so so down this rabbit hole right now of of energy and the mind and you know just even quantum physics, but you know, how, like just the chemicals of how the body's made up and um, how the body, like it's amazing what the body can do on its own. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. How, how, cause you and I grew up very similar and have both been on this journey of essentially leaving where we've come from and, and blazing our own path. How has it been for you to let go of what other people's views are of your path and just focus on your path. Yeah. You know, I think I still deal with that, you know, uh, it's something I just don't really, you know, when I go back home, I just don't, I don't really talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know if people from that world understand outside of that world. And I think, when you don't have a perspective that's outside of that world, it's hard to connect with anything outside. And that's like kind of the problem I was always having was like, yeah. I felt like there was a bigger world out there yeah. than what I grew up with. And um, it was hard to navigate. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. That makes sense. So, you know, I mean, I, it's not that I have, you know, I still have great relationships with my parents and, um, but it's just like one of those things like politics just don't yeah. really, uh, <laughs> better left unsaid. <laughs> just don't really talk about. And, uh, <laughs> so good, but you know, I'm still working on putting myself out there and, and in that sense, uh, yeah. of like, you know, and I'm still exploring what I'm like believing these days. You know, I think religion mm -hmm. is, it's a killer of 
people and of life. Um, and I think at the end of the day, everybody is just trying to explain the same thing, how to live a good life and how to connect with the higher power in the universe that's out there. Yeah. People wage wars around it, you know, of who's right and who's wrong. And I don't think there is a right or wrong. I think it's really just about connecting to God or the higher power or whatever you want to call it. I don't even think we can claim to know what that is. Right. 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 And, you know, live a good life and be good to others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think, um, you're the journey. I, I think it's, it's, you know, I've heard it said, it's the global consciousness, the awakening. There's, there's, there are things happening where it, I see it boiled down to fear just isn't working anymore. <laughs> you know, the fear of like, don't go there, don't say this, or the boogeyman's going to get you, or, you know, believe this or else, or these like consummate threats that we are held under to it really to control humanity is really starting to, I think, lose its grip. And the beautiful thing about it is this, this awakening or the personal development, their inner just falling in love with the body. Like, wow, the body can do a lot more than I think it can do. It's just this, this, the golden rule. I mean, the, the movement of love and like what the universe does, like the body will tend towards life, get out of the way, let, let it be. Nature will blossom and bloom in its time. And, um, it's just, it's beautiful. And so you being on this journey and, um, you know, I've had a lot of people talk about different things on this podcast and it's all along those lines of discovery and bottom line, like love people, love, love each other and treat people well. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's the other thing too, right? Like, you know, we say love people, but what does that really take? Right. We got to learn to love ourselves and that's something I'm learning to do now. And to think about, you know, it's like all, you know, people, you find people that are so mean to other people, right? It's, it's because they're hurting. Yes. You know, it's because like they're living in their trauma and they're not doing the work to get out of it. Right. That's right. Um, you know, and that's, that's the trick is how do you do that for yourself? Yeah, that's right. And so, so a couple more questions I, I want to get, get with you is what is your, do you, Usually I don't like to ask uh, close-ended questions, but do you have a professional mission statement? Do you have something that you want to see happen through your creative abilities? Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess my creative mission statement would be, you know, I want to create art that um, inspires and empowers empowers people to live their highest self. Hmm. Um, and how that manifests, I don't know. Maybe that's through photography, through interviews, through uh through whatever art that i create uh your hats that's yeah hats whatever <laughs> it is you know the imprint that, that i leave i want people to just be inspired to uh to be their best self hmm. and for those listening right now that i mean we have people all over the world like your podcast people are listening all over the place and you know what is there a primary message you will want to leave people with if you know we've talked about personal development we've talked about your professional path talked about kind of leaving the old stepping into this unknown new journey of of self-realization is there something you want to leave people with well i think i think the fact that you know i want people to think about the idea that they have the power to choose 
to take responsibility for their life, whether the things that are happening in their life, right, that are good or bad, and to be able to go out and think about creating what they want in the world and to create their moments, you know, because creating, coming from that, that perspective of creating, you're moving in a different path than you are just reacting to what comes at you. Mm. And so, you know, by creating your moments, you create every, you, by creating every small moment, you create, you begin to create your life. Mm. That's beautiful. Um, how can people find you? What, uh, what's your website and what social platforms are you on that you want people to connect with you on? I mean, you know, it's funny at this point, it's just Instagram, uh, Nick Onken, N-I-C-K-O-N-K-E-N. And from there you can, uh, click everything, link in the bio. I mean, my name, my, my website's just my name.com, nickonkin.com. And so you can get to all my other accounts from there. Cool. Uh, so that's the best place, the landing page these days. It's good. Brother, I am so thankful you're on this podcast. It's, it's, it's always good to see you. It's good to hear your voice. I support you in your path. I stand with you and uh, I look forward to many more creative moments that we'll be able to do together. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Well, I want to thank Nick Onkin for joining the podcast today. It's such a pleasure having him on. Make sure you check out his work at Nick Onkin, N-I-C-K-O-N-K-E-N.com. He is, um, he's incredibly talented. He's one of the best photographers in the world. He, he did the photography for, uh, for me, for my podcast, The Vulnerable Hero and LucasMack.com, all those photos he took. And uh, we got more photo shoots in the works coming up. And um, yeah, Nick, thanks for joining. As always, thank you for listening. This podcast is so important. It is all about treating people like people and nothing less. And when I bring guests on and you can hear their perspective and their journey, you hear for the most part, I think through all the guests, the humility, the the sense that we're all just in this life taking a step at a time. And those that have the humility to treat people like people and nothing less, those are the world changers. Those are you and I are those people. When we stand in the power of vulnerability, when we stand in the power of love, when we stand in the place that we will not choose fear, but we will choose love. We will not choose despair and dread, but we will choose hope. When we will choose light and not choose darkness. These are the attributes of the Golden Rule Revolutionaries. And these are the attributes that I hope you carry into the world today. As always, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please rate it, subscribe to it on iTunes, give a comment, help spread the word so more people can become Golden Rule Revolutionaries. I'm your host, Lucas Mack. It's been a pleasure having you on, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Mm -hmm.